Welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ross. I'm Brian. You, uh, I think you fell asleep at the mic there for a second, buddy. I dozed you, off for a second. Yeah, you I was were, reading this uh, art, this uh, headline by Ben Affleck. Oh, oh wow! Some Fred off and fresh. I, I figured you were just so exhausted from your the uh, mega excitement from MegaCon that we'll talk about. It was exhausting. I went all four days. Wow. So You were mega yeah. in. Uh, we are without Alex tonight. We were just talking about Alex. Alex is, uh, you know, doing something better with his life. He's not trying to be like us. He's not trying to emulate the people, you know, his father figures, so to speak. Uh, he's trying to do something better with his life. So he's not going to be with us tonight, uh, but just as well, because I really want to hear about what you guys experienced at Megacon. Um uh, but Brian, you were you were distracted by a little bit of news there. A little bit of news. Uh, they've said that uh, Ben Affleck's going to be shooting scenes for uh, Flashpoint. So we saw the uh, the stills of uh, his stunt double on the bat cycle and, and that sort of thing. But now they've confirmed that Ben Affleck will make a cameo in the movie. All right. And then he just today, I guess, said uh, made a comment about uh, the original bat, uh, the original Affleck script. Was the best Batman script he'd ever read, ever. Uh, ever read, and it was a kick-ass story. And I can't believe the audience and fans uh, won't get to see it. They would have loved it. I'm sure we would have. I'd probably agree with him. <laughs> it probably would be good. Uh, yeah, even yeah. Alex would probably say it was probably the best Batman script ever. Ever, absolutely. Ever. It sounds like he's pushing for a an Affleck cut. Yeah, why not? Everybody wants a cut. David Ayer's trying to get a Suicide Squad cut again. Uh, so yeah, why not? Right, everybody. Everybody deserves a third and fourth chance. I would say, don't okay, you? I, I did like. I did like that. Uh, ben Affleck. Affleck. Um, yeah, uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I thought, yeah. He, I thought he was great. Not far the best. But yeah, oh well, we'll see. Uh, also, a little bit in the news, I guess. Uh, while you know the controversial uh, Affleck cut may be out there, a little bit of controversy around. Um, uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. A little bit of I think I think it's just yeah. miscommunication, misinterpretation here, right? Well, well, there's a new wrinkle to it today. Oh, but yeah. Wow. So uh, on an investors' call last week, Bob Chapek, uh, who's the new head of President of Disney, who's embattled, right? He's pissing people off left and right. That's part of the reason why they got the lawsuit with Black Widow. But uh, he referenced Shang Chi will not have a uh, Disney premiere access. It'll be uh, uh, theater only uh, for 45 days, and uh, he he referenced it as an experiment. And uh, what? Um, oh man, what's his name? I can't remember. Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi. Uh, Let's just show him. Let's just stick yes. The Shang Chi actor. Uh, I think it's uh, Sam uh, Samuel Liu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, took offense to it that you know we're not an experiment. You know, it's the first. Uh, action film of you know of uh, our first Marvel Asian all Asian action film and and so he took it as they were being marginalized and, and kind of sounded off about it. Well, now they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they, <laughs> right. if they do it in theaters, 
the if they do it in theaters only, or if they don't do it in theaters only, uh, the uh, the stars get pissed, right? Uh, but now because of the, the uptick in the Delta variant, uh, now they're getting, now they're getting pushed back and people are like, there's right. no way I'm seeing this movie in the theater. Right. So either so, push it back into next year or release it with Disney premiere, right? Yeah. And if they push it back into next year, it's part of phase four. So it stacks, right? right. So if they push it back, then they got to push back the next three movies too. So right. it's, it's all screwed up. I, I, I honestly feel like they're already kind of making excuses for why it, it may not perform. So. Ah, maybe. Maybe they're setting the stage here a little early for us. Uh, well, Podman Ron, I know you're still excited about this movie, right? I am. I, that, that whole controversy, that's where everybody just wants to be mad about something. And, I, you know, I don't think he was meaning it as a, you know, it was the right. all-Asian cast. It was meant as a, you know... They're experimenting with the release model. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, but everybody wants to, you know, make a controversy and, and feel like they're being attacked or they're, you know, whatever is being attacked. And it's just it's just ridiculous. So it's kind of, kind of turned me off in the movie a little bit, you know? Fuck them. <laughs> exactly. I'm tired of all the wokeness. Poor, poor Marvel's uh, having a tough time with it recently, these yeah. past couple of releases. So hopefully... Hopefully Shang-Chi will be good. Hopefully Eternals will be good. And hopefully Captain... Uh, never mind. Never Forget about the Marvels. <laughs> I'm sure it will be just fine. You know what? I'm, I like Captain Marvel. I like the, the movie Captain Marvel. You and Jacob, the intern, liked it too, I believe, right? I don't think Jacob did. I thought Jacob said it was a fine movie. I don't know. I'll have to pull him later. Yeah, you'll have to hit him, Let's smack see. him around later. Yep. Did you uh, see the other... There's a, a, really three kind of quick tidbits. Uh, there's the, the Shang-Chi controversy. The uh, uh, Now Chloe Bennett has backed out of Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, probably a smart move. Probably a smart move. So essentially that, that project's probably completely dead Again, um, probably at this point. Good. Probably good for it right now. For the best. Unless they and were going to uh, have a real uh, mojo, mojo jojo on there, a monkey yeah. with a big br- uh, green brain or whatever. You just you shouldn't have it. And I think Alex said that in the script they referenced that Mojo was dead. Yeah, so, something like that. Well, yeah. What's the point of having it if you're not going to have Mojo in it? Like uh, that's the best part well, of the I mean, thing. Just more teen drama. That script was that script was awful. Uh, I mean, it was the whole thing was terrible. I mean, it's absolutely a, a just an abomination. That's oh, the word I was looking there for. There you go. Abomination. And then the last, and this is kind of topical from our last podcast, but they said that uh, Sabine Wren uh, is going to be appearing in Ahsoka, uh, which ties into the whole Ezra Bridger and Grand, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, but that her casting will be imminent. So, so but we kind of talked about that in the last podcast, and then it was announced, I think, the very next day. Ah, well, there you go. And, uh, I think uh, so. The next one we're going to see in Star Wars is going to be the Book of Boba Fett in December-ish time, mm-hmm. time frame somewhere around there. Good. Yeah, it's December, but I, I Mandalorian they haven't even started shooting yet. It's and it's not getting shot until like twenty twenty two, I believe. They're just taking their time. So making people wait, just like making Barry. people wait. Well, Barry you season know. four, which started filming, uh, I guess this week, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. So, but season yeah, they three Star Wars before every time they run. I mean, they rushed the uh, trilogy, and uh, it turned out to be dog shit. And so I think they, 
they want to just take their time. Just take their sweet time and uh, do it right. Uh, well, speaking of sweet time doing it right, uh, you, Brian, you were, you were, uh, very, a social butterfly this past weekend on our Instagram account, uh, you know, putting up all kinds of pictures. Uh, tell us a little bit about Megacon here. Yeah. So as we went into Megacon, I bought tickets, uh, when it was originally scheduled for last September, they, they canceled Megacon and then they were going to do a, uh, uh, limit is going to be Megacon limited edition last September. And it was only they were going to only, do, only allow like twenty five thousand fans for like the whole event. Wow! And um, and so I got tickets to that, and then it got canceled, and they kept rolling and rolling and rolling. So I've had tickets to this thing since you know June of last year. But uh, as we got closer and closer, all of these celebrities started canceling. I mean, like literally, like yeah. day of. Yeah, you were uh, you and Podman Ron had been trying because Podman Ron was he was going right. Uh, I was going, and you guys were trying to get me to go, and you were you were baiting me with all these kind of celebrities were going to be there, <laughs> and <laughs> I was no fool. I'm <laughs> uh, and then they all started time, dropping me out. What's that? Yeah, I mean, like that Thursday or like the Wednesday and Thursday was just like a bloodbath of people canceling. <laughs> And then you got into um, even like on Friday, like Giancarlo Esposito canceled. Oh wow! Like, fr- okay. like Friday afternoon, like and I'm like he was supposed to be there Saturday, <laughs> so it was just. I mean, at the end, all we had, what we ended up with was the Full House cast. We <laughs> had. Come uh, <laughs> on, yeah, that's had, great. Um, the Sons of Anarchy cast, which would have been great if we yeah. could have got. They'd have been in some sort of conflict. They could have that would have been a out, good fight. Yeah. Uh, Yondu, uh, Michael Rooker. Okay, wow. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell was there. <clears throat> and that was about John it. Barrowman. John Barrowman with uh, oh. Arrow. I mean, oh. so, I mean, you know, it wasn't, wasn't anybody I really wanted to see. I, mean, <laughs> uh, I was hoping, I, I didn't want to pay for a, a, an autograph or anything, but I, but there was one point where, you know, the full house crew was just sitting there, and Bob Sackett was completely by himself. Like nobody was in line for him. Oh. And and I was and I wanted to just run up there with PMR and like punch PMR in the nuts and see if he'd give us like a review from like his old uh, right uh, um, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos uh, right days. That's pretty What'd good. What you think? What'd you think, Bob? Yeah, as Ron's rolling you know, around on the floor. I, I was trying to get a shot of. Uh... Uh, John Saget, but man, oh man, John Saget. <laughs> I think that that's why he wouldn't give you an autograph. First of all, <laughs> hey, get my name right. It's three fucking letters. I was, trying to get, uh, I was trying to get a shot of them, but like those guards, man, those, uh, those yeah, they're tough. Yeah. And he was there was it was a clean shot to Bob Saget, and Ron's like, take my photo, take my photo, and I'm like, and like I like looked, I thought about it for a second, and like over PMR's shoulder. There was one of those one of those line line uh, attendants, and she was staring like right. boring yeah. holes oh, through me. She knew exactly what he was trying to do, and I was like, "Nope." I think it was a few years ago. I took a picture of somebody, and they came over and asked me to delete it from my phone. Yeah, I mean, what do like, you really? what? How much are they losing for if you're taking a picture? If you're standing. You know, you know, like whatever, call it yeah, ten feet away from the 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 person. So there's a line for Lou Ferrigno, and he's signing autographs, and you're ten feet away, and you're just standing there looking at the camera, and he's kind of like this little bitty dot in the background almost. 
uh, why not let him take well, the picture, right? And it, and we were yeah. we were about forty yards <laughs> from Bob Saget, <laughs> so you were a little ways away. <laughs> so, so yeah, he, at ten feet he would have been a speck, and at forty yards, yeah. <laughs> Like you know, you could have said that was anybody. <laughs> right. so at that distance. But, but it wasn't like he was doing anything. I mean, right, he was just right. Sitting there. And even if he like anybody who would want, well, he should a, have been happy. I was wanting to take a picture. Of exactly. Him. That's why I get, I think that's what I'm saying. You know, if anybody who would want a good picture of Bob with Bob Saget, <laughs> and you know, have him looking at the camera and you looking at the camera, it's like, yeah, I'll pay for that if I really want that. Otherwise. I'm going to get a photograph of him looking down while he's signing something and just let me take that picture because that's kind of a stupid right. picture. I'm going to delete that, but I'm not going to sell that on eBay or anything. It's just, it's kind of, it's a little ridiculous, yeah, the photograph, makes... right? Yeah. It was... uh, Brian, we lost your audio there, I believe. So, Sorry. Yeah. There you go. yeah, it's uh, it's pretty stupid, but I mean, that's what it, uh, that's, what, what it, that's how I, they honestly, get paid. I mean, I've I seen the rest of to see like, there's nobody in the line for them. Right. I right. think it's the context. It's more than the actual photo. So, well, we we all saw that in the wrestler, didn't we, Brian? Yes, we did. Oh. Yes, we did. Uh, so, so the guess- of, uh, if if, uh, if you know, if, I think it was uh, a couple of years ago when uh, MegaCon. What was it? It was the year Alex graduated, and I couldn't go. It seemed like everybody and their brother was guest starring down there. I mean, Brian kept sending people that was coming and I mean, it was a good one. Oh man, it was guest stars everywhere. This one kind of, I think that was the last Stan Lee too. Oh, wow. I thought I had the last Stan. No, that was 2019. Stan Lee died in 2018. That was somebody good though. That was somebody good that, uh, somebody like Fox. Oh uh, yeah, it was Michael J. Fox, and then it was uh, and, uh, Doc Brown, and then it was uh, Doc Brown. Uh, yeah, David Tennant was there that year. Um, Zachary Levi was there. Wow! So a, those, a, those big name year. stars were missing this year. So uh, those were the kind of the movie stars. Hey guys, what about? Hold on a I gotta mute. I gotta mute for a minute. All right, you mute. Uh, what about some of the comic artists and stuff like that, Brian? I know uh, our fa- everybody's favorite George Perez pulled out at the last minute. Um, he pulled out. Um, yeah, so as far as artists, it was Ryan Otley, who he's really hot. I mean, that, that's, you know, invincible. Okay. Uh, and he's a current Spider-Man artist. So Ryan Otley was there. But see, that's the thing is Ryan Otley, I think, lives around here because uh, I would see him at cons all the time. I've got several sketches of his. And it was, you know, back in the day, it was like to just, you know, shoot the shit with him for 10 yeah. minutes. You get the sketch and, and then go. Uh, he had a line almost the whole time. Tyler Kirkham had the line, had a line the whole time. Um, uh, he's a pretty hot Marvel artist right now. You had, um, uh, Joe Rubenstein. Okay. I, I recognize that name. Yeah. And then, uh, um, the one that I like, uh, or little, I like Otley, but the, uh, the one I actually got to talk to for a bit was, uh, Tony Harris from Starman. Ah, that's one of your favorites. So yeah, I love Starman. And so, uh, he and I talked for a few minutes. Uh, I found out some interesting tidbits from him Ooh. because we were talking about Stargirl. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, uh, I told him, I kind of told him, I was like, yeah, it's cool that they're doing shade in season two, but I, I, I'm kind of bummed that they, jo- they jumped over Jack Knight Starman. Right. And he's like, oh, oh, but they didn't, they didn't. And I'm like, oh. what do you mean? And he said um, that uh, James Robinson's one of the executive producers of the Stargirl show, which I didn't realize. So he's an executive producer of the Stargirl show, 
<clears throat> and um, he goes, well, that's where she got the, the staff was from Jack. And I was like, well, no, Stripey had it in a box right. in the basement. He got it from Sylvester. <clears throat> and uh, he was like, well, there's photos from season two that have leaked. I, I, I've not been able to reproduce this. <laughs> so, but he said there's photos that leaked where Courtney is like kind of floating in the air, holding the staff horizontally. And there's somebody on the ground holding on the staff, holding the staff as well. And he's wearing a leather coat and has the goggles on his head. Oh, okay. Um, so he's saying that it is, and he did say, you know, the star man, uh, um, uh, the shade is in Opal city and it's, and it's the shade that from their comic, you know, yeah. he's not really a bad guy. He's, he's, uh, well, the shade would do stuff outside of Opal city. He would commit crimes, but inside Opal city, he wanted it to be like a utopia. So he would, he would, he kind of walked on the side of angels in Opal city. And that's, that's kind of like the, what the way the shade's going to be in this season uh, it would be very interesting if Jack Knight showed up. Um, Tony Harris is convinced he is. Okay. Tony Harris is co- co-creator <clears throat> of the character. Yeah. But I, I'm still not 100% bought, wow. bought in. All right. Uh, have so, you been keeping up with that? With Star Girl? I have not watched the new season yet. Oh, okay. So I've let it. Yeah. I, prefer, I like the way Titans is where I could watch three episodes. So yeah. I may let it bank a little bit before I start watching it. Yeah, it was I, – I, I didn't finish season one, but I enjoyed it. I just didn't invest in it, but it was good. Good. All right. Uh, any other uh, comic artists or – Not particularly. I know I'm missing somebody. Uh, Jim Shooter was supposed to be there, but I never saw him. Like that was one of the, like, the consolation prizes yeah. is they said uh, Shooter was going to be there. Yeah. Uh, after uh, Perez canceled and some of the other um, creators canceled, but damn if I ever saw him. Dang. So. All right. All right. So those are those are the guests. A little lackluster. Uh, what about the grabs? You were posting. Uh, you got a few books, and some I was I wasn't sure if you never had, or these are just ones that were. I know you got a few graded books. Were those books that you brought in to be graded, or you bought them graded, or what? No, I had to send stuff off to grading. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, I uh, I walked away with some stuff. I got a lot of first appearances. Uh, Dale Roberts Comics was there, and it's an online store, and they've got really good quality stuff. Um, and so I picked up, let's see, day one. Let me scroll down. Day one, I picked up uh, first appearance of Deadpool. That was graded. I and, got that graded. Did you, had you not, did you not have that already? I did not okay, have. I figured you would have like, had that. Yeah, I did not have first appearance of Deadpool, so I picked it up at a nine six. I got um, uh, the Incredible Hulk four forty nine, which is the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. All right. I got it at a nine six. I figured that one uh, with the way the Marvel MCU's heading. I oh, love cool. Thunderbolts anyway. Yeah. But uh, it seems like that's where the it's heading. All right. I got Legends, uh, DC Legends number three, the first appearance of the modern Suicide Squad. Oh, I okay, got. Okay. Uh, First appearance of Damian Wayne, first appearance of Tim Drake, uh, first appearance of King Shark, uh, first appearance of Nightwing. Oh wow! Hey, but you hey. again, you these were all new books for you. These are all new books. To really? Me. How could you not have? Well, the first had, appearance of Nightwing or uh, um, what, what were the other ones you said? You said King Shark, Nightwing. King Shark, I had okay. at one point, um, but it was like Superboy number nine. It was like you know. It, I mean, that's like a, a mid '90s book. Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't find it. Yeah, um, Lord knows where it is. And then I've got, and I got a Flash '92, the first appearance of Impulse. 
So that was day one. Um, and then I had to go get everything graded yesterday. Go send it out for grading yesterday, uh, Sunday. But uh, day two, I did even better. Day two, I picked up uh, New Gods number one. Okay. First appearance of Orion. Oh, wow. I, and what what, you, up, uh, what year was that? What time frame was that about? Like 71. Okay. That's, okay. Uh, I got um, the Forever People number one, which is the first appearance of Darkseid. Oh, wow. I got um, uh, Mr. Miracle number one. You were going out for the new gods. I was going two. out for new gods. Miracle, Mr. Miracle number one, uh, first appearance. Uh, and then I got New Gods number seven, which is the Pact. It's the where they uh, uh, it's the origin of um, Orion and High Father and Dark Seed oh, okay. and and Mister Miracle, Scott Free. And then uh, then I got first appearance of Deathstroke. Uh, and I think this may be my crown jewel: uh, Green Lantern number fifty nine. The first that? appearance of Guy Gardner. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So uh, now, and you you had mentioned about get some some you bought that were already graded or no mm-hmm. the the two two yeah. that you got right the only two I got that was already graded I got um uh, I'm sorry three that I got was graded was Thunderbolts first appearance of Thunderbolts Hulk four forty nine uh, first appearance of Deadpool New Mutants ninety eight and I picked up uh, just because it was cheap I mean it was it was cheaper than if I if I just, it was less than than the cost of grading. But I got Green Arrow, the uh, the Longbow Hunters number one, oh. with a Mike Grell cover, and it, it just it was cool. It was like it was cheaper than the actual grading would have cost me. So hmm. I just got it just because I thought it'd be a nice uh, a nice pack drop. So and, and others you're going to be sending off to be graded, and you've done that in the past. Tell tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah. So, so, so you got a book that you think is valuable. The first appearance of King Shark. You're so sure. That the Suicide Squad is going to be making, uh, you know, the King Shark value go up and everything. So you get the first appearance of King Shark, then what do you do? You can send it off straight to be graded, but there's a game to all of this. So you can send it off to CGC for grading, and basically anything um, modern age is going to be like a 45, no, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, $45 to be graded and cased, Okay. Um, but now you want it to be pressed and cleaned before it's great. <laughs> and, right. and and you said the 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 CDC who were CGC. <laughs> where are you sending this to? Comics Creative Authority, I think, is in like Lakeland, Florida. Okay. Um, and there, like this is only Florida. one place. I mean, there's no other place to send stuff to get graded. There is one other place, but it's kind of looked at as like you know. Nah. The the redheaded stepchild. Okay, like literally, I was sitting there and, and people had stuff that was graded, and they were like, uh, by, uh, "It's my CBCS," and uh, and they were like, "Well, I just have to crack it and get it regraded because <laughs> they didn't trust like, the other one." It's like the standard. Wow. Yeah, okay. and, and they even you even had like some dealers saying, "You know, well, it's CGC, so it may or it's C, CBCS, so it may not grade on CGGC." Because they were already making like gotcha. accommodations wow. for it. And, but, and you um, you physically send. The book out. So what I mean, do you if something like King Shark uh, first Grand King Shark, uh, you know, I don't know how much you paid for it, but let's just say you paid fifty dollars for it. Okay, right. 
and you got to get it graded. So there, there's a little bit of money in there. Do you get that? In, like, what happens if it gets if it gets lost? Like, if they say, "Oh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, bud, we didn't ever receive it." What? It's actually insured. Yeah, it it's is actually insured. insured. Okay, wow. By CGC. Now, if you send it FedEx to CGC, then then you've got to pay for the insurance for FedEx, right, and the shipping. Yep. Um, but if you're to show, and there's uh, there's a few different companies. Um, uh, like like down at the show today or uh, this weekend, it was the collector's mint. Um, and, and there's another one called agents of slab, but they'll basically, uh, they're like licensed, uh, like, uh, authorized, uh, agents for CGC. So what they'll do is they can certify autographs and, and, and verify okay. the autograph. And so you can get it graded and, and they'll yellow band it so that it's the, the top headers are yellow. So you know that it's a signature series book. Um, but like, uh, the guy Gardner, um, 59, when I sent that in, I put it, um, as, ex- uh, express priority. And because it's a silver age book, it's a higher grading. So like grading that book, it's like $135. But, wow. uh, if anything happens to it, uh, it's insured for $3,000. Okay. Wow. So, so that's kind of the way it works on those high grade books. Um, but essentially, the uh, you want it graded, but you also want it pressed and cleaned if you can, because what is pressing? What is that process? Any idea? I, I don't. I don't know. What, I do know it makes the books look better, and so they present better. But I've also heard if you have CGC press and clean it, they put it in a separate vault for it to be pressed and cleaned, and then when it moves over into grading, they know. Oh wait. This yeah. just came from that department that pressed and cleaned it. Right. So uh, the the rumor is you get a little bounce in the grade gotcha. because they want people to pay for the extra pressing and cleaning. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a racket. That's, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, I had to send all that stuff off, pressed and cleaned, and everything. I did a rush on the um, Deathstroke, the uh, New Gods number one, New Gods number seven. Uh, Forever People number one and uh, um, the uh, Green Lantern fifty nine. So I did a rush on all those because so, that's where you did the you got the three thousand dollar insurance. Gotcha. I did a rush on all those. Uh, so I should have them back in about a month, and we can uh, we can go over how they graded. Yeah, the, and and so once and you've you've had things graded before, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's your intention? What are your intention to do with these graded comic books? Are you going to hold on to them? Until you pass on, on, pass to them, them on yeah. to your kids, or you're going to say, you know what, King Shark's uh, popularity is going to die off in about 30 days. I'm going to have to get rid of this piece of shit. <laughs> That's a possibility. The uh, I need to go through because I've got ones that it's, it's like a, it was just opportunity, like especially like sketch covers where I was there, the artist was there, CGC was there. They could verify the signature. They could uh, guarantee that you know the, the right. art, uh, and I, and I got it done. Then I'll probably end up selling. Um, then there's ones that I'll probably hold on for speculation and, and, uh, the, I've got Hulk 181. And so I bought Hulk 181 from the shop from, uh, from Benny back in the day, wow. uh, Call for $400. And this was like 97, I think I bought Hulk 181 for, uh, for $400 and Hulk 181 is the first appearance of Wolverine. So I bought it, got it graded. It came back as a seven and, uh, <laughs> that, that Benny, God damn it, uh, Benny. Um, so uh, it came back as a seven, and my wife, did, like a week after I got it graded, she knocked it off a counter or something. It broke the gra- broke the case. Oh, my God. 
So I kept it for like another 10 years in a broken case. I mean, it was cracked across the top. And back then, you could not. This is like the, the early 2000s. You couldn't. There was no such thing as press and grading or press and cleaning. So I sent it. Um, I, had, I actually had somebody open the case, send it off to be pressed and cleaned and regraded, and it came back a 7.5. Okay. Well, they were selling that book for uh, 11000 The highest I saw it for was 11400 yeah. As a 7.5. Oh, wow. Uh, you had people with like a nine that was selling it for $28,000. Wow. So. Uh, so so there you go. The best book we saw there, um, uh, somebody had a Captain America number 100. And PMR, are you back on? I don't think he is. No. Uh, so it was, uh, it was like, uh, I think it was, gra- uh, it was graded at like a, a nine, maybe a nine four. But you got to think it's Captain America one hundred. This yeah. book is like from the fifties, right? And it was uh, they had it priced at like one hundred and thirty four thousand dollars. Wow. So, so do you do you think that we'll see those type of prices? I mean, you know, eleven thousand dollars or whatever for your first appearance of Wolverine. That's absolutely phenomenal. But for something like. You know, maybe not. I'm picking on King Shark too much, but the first appearance of Deadpool, who is arguably a very popular character and has been, you know, forever. Yeah, is is that ever going to climb to those heights? You think, or are any modern comics really going to climb to those heights? Yeah, I don't see uh, Deadpool getting his. Uh, Wolverine is like the last of the last chance you had of getting like Batman, Superman, Spider Man tier those characters. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Uh, Deadpool will never be as popular as Wolverine, in my estimation. But whenever he gets added to the MCU, you'll probably see a, a spike. And and I don't. It's not like he's not a character where he's going to lose value, right? So right. I think what'll happen is you'll see a jump, and then you'll see gradual growth. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. It's it's it was still a price that was attainable to get. Yeah. Um, and for the character, it's probably the most growth potential. Well, and that's the same thing with Guy Gardner. It's like the thing with Guy Gardner is that book came out in the, the early sixties. And so, um, with Guy Gardner, uh, the thought process is, you know, it's, uh, we got a green lantern show coming out, right? Um, uh, Guy Gardner is kind of one of those, uh, you love to hate characters. Right. Right. So I got a feeling it, it, it'll hold its value. I don't, I don't see it. And getting, you're you're getting keeping your fingers crossed for that Justice League International that you're pushing, I'm, that, that agenda you're Justice pushing League there. International. Excellent. Yep, yep. Um, God, I, love, I, love, I, I love Guy Gardner anyway. So Yeah, you love to hate him. Uh, so those are the two pair of the comic books. What about other stuff? I know you've got your prize possession, was, but uh, what are some other possession. stuff you saw there? Or, or let me rephrase that. What are some other things that you saw that you're like, Ah, if I wouldn't have paid that money for the King Shark, I could have bought this. There wasn't much. No, I mean, it was wild how sparse the toy uh, booths were there, hmm. and the collectibles booths, and 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 so many pops. God, I hate pops. Um, so <laughs> it's if ridiculous. It was, if it was a, a toy booth, half of it was pops anyway. Wow. Um, I almost bought a. Uh, well, I, I didn't almost buy it. I, I read the label wrong. And then I think I offended the the guy that was selling it, but he had a samurai from superpowers, you know, with a lightning sword and okay. a tunic. He would spin around. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I had, had he had samurai, and uh, uh, I was like, oh, like he had it stacked under one, and it looked like it said thirty nine dollars. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I need that one because it's one of the few superpowers I still need. And so he pulls it out, and I'm like, all right, hold on to that for me for a second. I'm gonna look around. I'll probably grab that, and then I come back to pick it up, pay it, and it's one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Huh? And I'm like, hmm, I could have sworn that was thirty nine. Uh, I thought that was forty a minute ago. I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to pay $140 for this figure. Because, I mean, you can find it online for, you know, 80 probably. Worst case scenario. So, like, I put that back. That was, I almost bought that. And then it was, like, a really dry spell. The, uh, yesterday, Sunday, the last day, I did end up picking up um, a uh, Mr. Freeze uh, from Superpowers. Uh, I picked up a uh, little Iron Giant. The little Iron Giant that came in the DVDs. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had one of those, and so I got it from my little robot shelf. And then, like, <laughs> one of the last things I saw there, and I passed by this booth several times, and it's uh, Plastic Empire, who's up in the square above Marietta. Oh, okay. Or, uh, square in Marietta, above the square. Yeah, right? yeah I've, I've heard of it. I've never been to it, but yeah. But they were there, and they had uh, they had this bad boy. Mattel Creations did a, uh, a mashup of Shogun Warriors and Masters of the Universe. They called it Shogun Masters. Yeah. And they did a, a 23-inch Skeletor, but it's full Shogun Warriors. He's got, like, the Staff of Havoc, Havoc and it shoots missiles. He, uh, uh, he's, his, his fist shoots. He's got the skates on his feet so he can roll around. Oh, it's wow. It's a great, uh, a great and, and is that uh, Did you say that was a new thing or something a couple of years old? Okay. No, it's it's only a few months old. Uh, Mattel Creations, you know, Maddie Collector stopped probably about five years ago, and uh, um, they've just now started to, to do Mattel Creations to kind of like uh, their version of Hasbro Pulse. And so, I think the first round of stuff they've done some some uh, Hot Wheels that have been Mattel Creations. Uh, this is the first like um, action figure they, figure thing they had done. And then uh, for San Diego Comic Con, they did a skeleton, uh, a, sca- a figure from Masters of the Universe, and a Sergeant Slaughter figure from the WWE line, gotcha. San Diego Comic Con. So, but yeah, this is a this thing is a thing of beauty. Yeah, you said it's uh, your prized possession now. For now, it's my prized possession. Be, be on the lookout. Those, those prized possessions they change every once in a while. They do. They do. Very good. Um, so uh, what else? Uh, what about cosplay? What about people? So we talked about uh, the stars, the the stuff you got. What about people watching this time? Uh, it was uh, there were some good costumes. There wasn't as many costumes as there have been in other years. Uh, there wasn't as many booths either. I'd say this this year was two thirds of. I mean, it wasn't. It was still pretty big, but it was it probably two thirds of what it is. It was the last MegaCon. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we had some uh, some some cosplay, some some for better or worse. Uh, <laughs> uh, we tried to take photos. Uh, we posted them on Instagram when we could. Um, but uh, uh, the uh, one my favorite point, and I wish PMR was was able to discuss this, but uh, we uh, uh, we had a, uh, a a character, or we we were standing next to one of the booths, and there was a Magneto there. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, run, run, run! Get a picture! Get a picture! And so he goes over there. It was a good costume. Uh, he goes over to get the picture, and I was like, "Now, now, settle this debate for us real quick. Is it, <laughs> is it Magneto or Magneto?" Mm. And he goes, "Oh no, no, it's Magneto." And I was like, "Oh, it's funny because you don't have magnets; you have magnets." 
<laughs> using PMR's old logic. Yeah, which makes no, sense. But, but the, not the funny thing, but the fucking asshole Brian, and after I took the picture with him next to him, fucking, what did you say, Brian? So there's signs up, up, up all over, all over. Are, yeah, go ahead. There's signs all over the con that say cosplay is not consent. <laughs> so, so, right as Ron goes so to take the photo, people. <laughs> so, so PMR, like he's standing next to him, and PMR like puts his elbow up, like he's going to rest his arm on his on this guy's shoulder. Right. And I was like, now remember, Ron, cosplay <laughs> is not Aww. consent. <laughs> and he's like, Rrr. so he takes his, he just he does a hover hand type thing, right? Yeah. And so I turned to the guy. I was like, sorry. Sometimes he gets a little handsy. Yeah. Well, the guy looked kind of worried. <laughs> Oh, this ain't cool, man. So y'all, great moment. Great moment. Yeah, the cosplay uh, people. You know, it's it's uh, Brian. I was telling Brian to come in the green room real briefly that it wasn't up to the snuff as years past. But I I can honestly say, probably in the last few years prior to the pandemic, I think cosplay had kind of gotten a little. Uh, you know, kind of homemade, kind of schlocky a little bit. Not not as good. Less as professional grade ones. cosplayers. Yeah, well, I mean, well, back in the 2012, 2013, 2014, I mean, people were really going all out. And like like I was saying, they they would go to a four-day convention and, and have an outfit for each day. I can remember that one guy and girl who would always dress as Hawkman and Hawkwoman one day, and then the next day they'd dress as somebody else. And, I mean, they were spot on. I mean, they looked incredible. Now it's you know, I you know I took a picture of some guy with a unitard, green unitard, with a red mask on, saying he was the vision. So you know, what I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> you take uh, whatever I mean, you can get. Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. So yeah, so are we? Fi- are we? Uh, you know, we've we've talked about it before on the podcast. Are we facing now a downward, uh, a slow downward trend in nerd culture here because the movies are not doing as well and everything's kind of falling off the uh, the the wheels here, off the fantastic car. Well, the the most consistent costume costume you saw was also the laziest costume, and it really wasn't proportionate to the popularity of the of the franchise at this point. But it was a you. There was a ton of Star Trek cosplay. And it's essentially because you're just putting on a shirt and black pants. Right, right. It's you know? easy to do. But, like, yeah, so it was, like, the laziest of the cosplay and the most consistent of the cosplay. You didn't have a lot of mashup stuff. You didn't have – what you also didn't have was the booths where they would do help you with cosplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, two years ago when we went, there was a, a whole booth around, like, uh, masks and the magnetic, um, like, eyepieces to do, like, Spider-Man masks right. and Venom masks and stuff like that. None of that kind of stuff was there. They had like the leather booths where you could buy, you know, yeah. Daddy likes leather, but you couldn't buy. It wasn't any costume yeah, stuff. Just buy. <laughs> there was there was one booth that really uh, tapped. I think it was, uh, PMR saw it, but uh, it, they were doing the uh, the prop weapons and stuff. You know where right. they had, and but it said uh, two dollars. To touch or two dollars to hold or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. What to get a photograph to, of you holding a sword yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't want to buy the sword, you could get a photograph with the sword for two dollars. 
right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it was uh, it was ridiculous. We may have hit the bottom. Like, well, they had like Thor's hammer there, and uh, you know, a Captain America shield, and uh, and some various swords, and yeah, he, he, two dollars to to take a picture with the. Most wild is they don't they didn't look as good as the Marvel Legends ones. No, <laughs> so it's like why why would you buy this thing? Wow. So there's a lot of that kind of crap. There was a lot of people doing their own crap, and I thought to myself, you know, how much do they spend on these things? These booths, as it is, I mean, these booths are probably a, I would imagine like a couple of thousand dollars for a space, you know, and these people are like. Got, some got nothing. Bullshit, you know. I mean, well, and that's—I think that's why the toy booths weren't there, is because uh, in Orlando you've got like a toy show that goes like every other month that's really popular, and I mean it's just wall to wall, you know, toy vendors, which I'm sure is a fraction of the cost of MegaCon. So they just uh, why why pay those fees of MegaCon when you can just set up at something else, you know, three weeks later. Yeah, I would say that, you know, the stuff that I was trying to find, I, you know, I had a hard time finding anything that I really wanted on, in that regard. I mean, I did find stuff, of course, but... Well, did, um, uh, we, we heard from Brian about uh, books and uh, other miscellaneous items he got. Did you pick up anything uh, worthwhile? I had a little, you know, collectible figures that I, I get into and collected this and that on that, but nothing, nothing major. Yeah, the biggest thing, Brad, you'd appreciate this. I got the big nerd in me coming out. You remember the movie The Black Hole? Of course. Vincent? I got I got Vincent and old Bob wow. action figures made by McFarland Toys. Oh, okay. So not the ones we had growing up, but no, <laughs> the no. new ones. Okay, very cool. But the new, I didn't know they made the new ones. Yeah, wow. McFarlane, he's everywhere. So, well, I, I say that I didn't know they made the new ones until about a year or so ago. And then yeah. I thought Brian had them, but I don't know where I saw them. I thought it was Brian that had them, but evidently he didn't have them. But, but I saw them somewhere, and I've been looking for them. And, uh, yeah, I picked them up at the convention there. And, Very uh, nice. Even talked the guy down, eight bucks for it. All right, yeah, you're like, hey, right, no, right, right. no one so knows the black hole. Yeah, come on, guy. That's what Brian said. I told him, I was like, you know, you ought to tell this guy, I'm one of five people at this convention who even know who these characters are. <laughs> you have zero shot of selling this other than to me. Yeah. Anthony Perkins and Ernest Borgnine are dead. They're they're not going to be coming by wanting these for me. Was Anthony Perkins in that movie? I had no idea. I, I, I think he was the uh, the handsome lead. Yeah, I believe Good. so, yeah. Well, I have to go back and watch the, the Black yeah. the, the kids got some uh, some souvenirs. Uh, uh, Jonah, in particular, bought a, uh, an ocarina. A Not what? a macarena. An ocarina. What is that? That's the uh, the flute thing from uh, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Ron, you should, uh, you should have him on here. Uh, yeah, maybe it. he can write it and do a new theme song for us. Yeah, he can play us out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, and uh, you want to play uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Happy birthday! Yeah, that's he's either one's fine. Yeah. So we, uh, so he's been, oh God, he's been playing that thing constantly. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, he loves it, but God, it's just doo, 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 all the time. But uh, we I went up the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So he. Um, <laughs> Little pod man, I wonder where you are. 
he uh um when we went to dinner after Saturday uh, when he got it um oh, he was God. trying to play it at the table and the waitress came by and says is, is like she was not trying to be funny she was like is there a baby crying <laughs> and we're like nice yep. <laughs> playing this flute his pan flute like Zamfir. That would be the boy playing his flute, his magic flute. I was just <laughs> waiting for puffin stuff to appear. <laughs> puffin stuff. Yeah, that'd be a good figure to get from. Uh, hey, did uh, did 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 uh, Jacob ever get anything big? I picked up an. Uh, uh, um, he got. I've talked about the the uh, the book series before, but Red Rising by Pierce Brown. So he's been reading the books. The. Uh, in, PMR, yeah. you should read them. But uh, uh, he there he found a uh, where they've done like a, a a game around it, like a board game. So <laughs> he grabbed that. That was his souvenir for the uh, for the weekend. So all right, very good. So and then Joshua just bought a a, a, a mock pistol with a laser sight. So <laughs> yeah, that's all. Well, right, yeah. Guns that's make kids all. happy. Make it All right. Well, but, maybe. Uh, yeah, but, but like I said, in, in regards to, uh, I think nerds, uh, nerdism or is, is going on. Yeah. Decline. Nerd culture. Going, nerd culture wow. is uh, definitely going back to it, the way it was back in the early <laughs> 2000s. Did, uh, did you guys hand out any flyers or business cards for the fun men? Dare I ask? You were too ashamed no, we, to? We, there really wasn't, there really wasn't any area to, to put them at. Actually, there was no tables this time, and um, not, not not that we had any put out because I forgot to make. <laughs> but, but if you did, yeah, it'd been great. But well, there was none. None. Maybe uh, next nothing. time. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Dragon Con is coming up. Yeah, I'll, I plan to get them printed for the next con because the next when I'm at the uh, other cons, there's a lot more downtime with uh, the uh, artists and stuff, and a lot more. So artists. that's when I that's when I do some of my best work. Yeah. yeah, there was really no. I mean, I saw Tony Harris, I saw Bob Hall, but there was no other artist. That's what Brian Robert said. Yeah, us. yeah. I mean, there was there was nobody really popular there. Wow, that makes him feel good. Did George Takei was he supposed to be there? Oh yeah, William he Shatner. Was. No, Shatner was there Thursday and Friday. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, so and George Takei was there Saturday, but he wasn't when we were in the in the uh, Walk of Fame. He wasn't around. Um, and George Perez, as you know, canceled yeah. out. So, all right. Well, better luck next time, Megagon. Womp womp womp. Sorry. Right. You know what? It's the first one since the pandemic, so you know it, it, it was wasn't a, terrible. No, it wasn't terrible, not at all, not by a long shot. Brian got his giant Skeletor, so he's happy. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of body odor. So it really is returning back to the the glory days. It is more body odor than uh, the normal. And and you confirmed this, uh, Brian, with the Suicide Squad preview as well. Uh, I did. Yeah, it's uh, uh, we're we're returning to form. It's like it's uh, 1994 again. So at these uh, conventions, gone. Yeah, well, gone are the uh, 
the uh, more attractive people of nerd culture. Let's put it. Yeah, that. yeah, we we've lost the attractive folks. You're wow. right, Brad. Oh, well. yeah. You know, nope. there, there in the, about ten years ago, there was that rise in attractive people where it was like, where the fuck these people? Well, are I think they're from? still there, but they've but they've just let themselves go. <laughs> they let themselves go. At that point. <laughs> Maybe they, that's it. Yeah, exactly. we're not replacing the hotness with more hotness. Yeah, you just so, let oh, go. That's a good ten point. years later. Uh, this red Sonya outfit yeah, still so fits. Hot. Yeah. The one photo I wish I could have figured out how to get was uh, it was when we were heading back to like the uh, celebrity area, and uh, uh, there was these three guys, and they were eating a snack. That's why I couldn't. Uh, but uh, they were they were dressed as the Three Musketeers, yeah. but they were all like you know three hundred plus. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I turned to PMR and I said, "Looks like they've been hitting their own stash." Yeah, they've they've got a few <laughs> three musketeers in them. <laughs> been, it was uh, pretty bad. Been uh, hitting their three musketeers stash. But yeah, there was a there was there was yeah, some costumes that were okay. Right, Brian, I think uh, I think the uh, the hot people must have aged out into uh, not so hot people, and they're not being replaced anymore. Oh, all right. So, all right. Well, hey. Uh, more to come, more conventions to come, and uh, hopefully things will pick up soon on that. Um, all right, well, let's we, we do have a few other things to talk about, including uh, I want to hear this review from you, uh, Brian, on the movies. Uh, no new movies to talk about, but we do have the streaming will, the old streaming will, and the, Brian... Last week it landed on you and my choice mm. on Netflix, a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while because I'm a fan of the the stars and the director of it, uh, The Grandmaster. Tell us, uh, and, and you crammed this in, I think, right? <laughs> right before the show. I crammed in right before the show. Um, the Grandmaster, it, it, it's, it follows like the early 1900s, <laughs> like 1920s-ish um, uh, kind of uh, – China and the different clans, the different mar- different martial arts clans and ideologies, I guess. So, you know, you always hear like the crane technique or the crouching tiger, all that kind of stuff. Um, it it kind of went into like the different uh, clans, their disciplines and their martial arts forms. Uh, and the movie went like for 30 years. And so it kind of follows. Um, but it only felt IP- like 60? It only felt like 60. It felt like it, it follows IP man. Who ends up being the 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 master that trained uh, uh, Bruce Lee? Right, right. Uh, and it kind of follows him, and it, it goes through the uh, in China. They're really separated by north and south, uh, like in the two different sort of like ideologies, and and it was almost like a, there was a little bit of like of a gun sh- uh, a gunslinger kind of component to it because right. they would have these clans and they would face off, and then it was always whose kung fu was better than. Who else's right? And so there was always these like a uh, this a conflict, and the grandmaster um, who uh, they were trying to select a new grandmaster, um, and it, it was kind of like IP man. He was from the south. Grandmaster was from the north, but IP man they kind of hinted that he might have been the new grandmaster, uh, and then Japan invaded uh, China, and and um, uh, you know installed the uh, the child emperor. Um, and, uh, they end up fleeing China. Uh, it kind of throws all this stuff into disarray. He goes to Japan. Uh, you're, um, you're boring, Podman Ron already. 
I know. Uh, he goes to Japan and he kind of just follows his life and kind of what happened to all those clans because they all ended up really like dying out, right? And the reason why his version of Kung Fu lasted is because of kind of like his journey. Okay. But there was uh, the Grandmaster had like a uh, their their um, martial arts. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, methodology was called the sixty four hands. Yeah. So there was just sixty four hand motions that they they built off of, kind of like wax on, wax off, that sort of thing. But um, and it died because like you would only t- you would only teach it to one person that was going to be like the head of the clan, and the grandmaster only had a daughter, and then he gets killed, and because of everything that happened with Japan and everything, he never taught it to anyone else, and she wasn't allowed to teach it to anyone else. So, um, so it kinda, it, that was kind of interesting. The, the kind of the gunslinger component to all of it was, was kind of interesting, the way they would kind of face off against each other. The different – they didn't really go into crane technique or anything. It was like one was like a blade technique, which was a lot of like uh, um, slashing sort of motions. Okay. There was a staff technique, which was a lot of like like full arm extension sort of blows. So it was like a heavy yeah. – uh, like a heavy. Um, and then there was like a firecracker technique, which was a lot of like – like small jab type strikes and stuff. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Like seeing all that sort of stuff in the different disciplines. The, um, the thing about the film is there's not a lot of dialogue. I mean, it's, it, there's lots of like, you know, um, uh, it's understated. It's even the fight scenes are, are more like a dance than they are like a fight. Yeah. Right. But, uh, Brad, you'll probably love this film. You love more slow movies. No, no, no. Just from the the cinematography. Yeah. And and to do my best not to sound like Alex. Uh, that's okay. The uh, the way it's shot, um, and and like kind of the 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 film sort of uh, um, not effects, but like the the film stock that they use, that sort of thing. The lenses. The, it, it does kind of give like a tapestry for, sort of effect a lot of the times when it's filming something. Right. Like, and uh, there'll be lots of long paused shots where there's no motion by the characters, but it'll be like snowing. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of getting almost like that um, uh, Frank Miller sort of uh, right. uh, like a like a, a living portrait sort of uh, feel continually through the movie. Gotcha. Like, uh, like there'll be this pause, and they'll let the pause linger, and then and kind of pan around. And the actors aren't moving; they're like in their fighting stance. And there may be like a train that passes by in the background, or snow that's coming down, or it's raining. But there's these pauses, and it kind of pans around, and it's like it's a living, right, you right. Know, a living painting. So very, uh, uh, like, uh, beautifully shot. Like a, like you could do a picture book out of this movie, like a like coffee table picture book just out of the, the scenes. But uh, as far as the story is interesting, but for an for a karate movie, it is not. <laughs> it's not a yeah. It's not very action packed. So well, it, well, it does. Uh, I, again, I, I've been it's been on my list to see. I just haven't gotten around to it because Wong Kar Wai is. Is one of my favorite uh, directors, one of my favorite movies in the mood for love. I just looked it up to see if he he used a, dis, a different cinematographer for this movie than he has in others, but very cinematic uh, type stuff. 
he's one of my favorites as well as uh, Tony Leung, right? Who we'll mm-hmm. see in uh, Shang Chi pretty soon. Yeah, and he he was the main character, right? He's the main character. Okay, well, he's the main character. It's really like three. Like the Grandmaster um, is is a big part of the middle of the movie, and then it's his daughter, and then it's IP Man. Gotcha. So it kind of, it almost like kind of passes the baton where it's like you go uh, there's like a big chunk of the movie that just follows the daughter and you don't see uh, IP Man at all and then there's a big chunk about you know kind of like the Grandmaster so it's it's almost a little bit like uh, there's portions that are kind of like vignettes. Gotcha. So. All right, all right. So, so like what year was yeah. this movie? When did this movie? Twenty eighteen. I thought it was two thousand. Uh, was it early no, two, yeah, two thousand thirteen. Oh, was that far back? Okay. Yeah, thirteen. Uh, so, what do you, what do you end up giving us? Uh, giving us a rating here? Do you, do we need to review the ratings? No. Okay. Like I feel bad. I like I feel bad because I I do appreciate <laughs> this movie, but I, like, but it sucked. I it appreciate was, this movie, but it really sucked. It was a slog for parts of it. And, uh, you know, uh, Alex, I think, would probably give this movie a five. Oh, wow. Or a four. All right. I'm probably only going to give it a three. Okay, fair enough. Three? Three. Three? All right. Well, I, I like I said, I've been meaning to check it out. Uh, I want to give you a Podman commendation here for uh, whatever it was at like 6.30 or so. You're like, hey, was I supposed to watch Grandmaster? And you, sure enough, you knocked it out. So you knocked out a two-hour uh, foreign language film right before the podcast. So uh, kudos for you for that. If there was some sort of Podman of the Month award, I think you would win it. A Podman no prize. Yeah, a Podman no prize. Uh, so that brings us to a replacement on Netflix. Brian, do you have a replacement? I have a few. All right. And, and my, uh, my goal with these is to fill the, the wheel with some quality. Gotcha. Just, just, which was my turds out there. Which was my goal with the Grandmaster as well. I figured it, that would be something you would probably quality. never see on your own. Yeah. But yeah. No, you can, you can. I mean, the Grandmaster's quality. I mean, the Grandmaster's one where it's like if it was if it was nominated for an Academy Award, I'd be like, even though it's a foreign film, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right. I see why this was nominated. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel bad about giving it a three. But yeah, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Is. That's the way it goes. Um, so I've got a couple, but I wasn't sure what you guys have seen. All right. So uh, my choices are drumroll. Okay. Uh, uncut gems. Oof. Yeah. I've we have you ever seen it, Brian? Not. What, my wife and I started watching it, and we had to turn it off because it was one of these things where it, it's a movie you shouldn't watch before bedtime because it's. Did you ever see uh, what's the other Adam Sandler movie that? Um, oh my God! It's a, Jack and Jill. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, the other one where he it's a oh Punch Drunk Punch Love. Punch Drunk Love. Yes. Okay. If you've ever seen that, it's a little bit like that to where it kind of the scene keeps building up and the intensity and the neuroticism of Adam Sandler and everything. And we're like, my heart's pounding because you don't know what the hell's going to happen there. Anyway, so I have not seen all of it, but it's from what I've seen, it was really good. Uncut okay. Gems. So Uncut Gems or 
there will be blood. Now, Brad, me and you've seen that. I have not seen that in a while. Yeah, I saw that. All right. So I'll take that off. Uh, Dolomite is my name. (laughs) I've not seen that. Have you seen it, Ron? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. It's pretty good. I actually like that. Uh, and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Never saw that. Ron? Didn't throw that on there. No, I didn't see that. Okay. Ballad of Buster go. Scruggs. Let's go with that. Coen Brothers film. It's Western with several, like, vignettes. Yep. All right. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I like that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and spin the wheel. And see who will be watching what after I get through this commercial break. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see who's going to be watching first of all. Oh, my gosh, the, the luck that some people have. Brian, it's you again. Oh, oh lucky you. <laughs> wow, look at this. See, I, I, I say what a hero you are, and you get rewarded as such. All right, let's see what you're going to be watching. Oh, I don't know. We may have to spin again. This is your movie, uh, but I, I couldn't remember if you've watched it or not. French Connection. No, I'll watch it. Okay, that that will be... I've never seen it. You've never seen it. All right, excellent. All right, very good. That'll be fun for you then. That's your that's your uh, pick, and uh, you will enjoy that, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know how I've never seen it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those where I probably have seen parts of it, most of it. I do want to go back and watch uh, The Dirty Dozen after Suicide Squad. <laughs> so uh, that, that's on my short, short list of things to watch uh, here in the near future. Uh, speaking of things to watch in the near future, let's go ahead and head over to the TV world. And we heard a little bit about it in the, uh, the opening there, battling for the soul of the city. There's a lot of souls that need to be battled for the soul of the Valley, the soul of the city, uh, Titans moves from San Francisco to Gotham. Uh, at least for the first few episodes here that have been released on HBO Max. Uh, and uh, I would say it's all the better for it. I mean, yeah, call it Titans and give me a Batman show. I'm I'm probably okay with that. Uh, right. Because, quite frankly, uh, I don't care about uh, Starfire and uh, the other folks on there, I don't think. And Raven, we didn't even see yet. But uh, be curious to hear what your thought is there, Podman Ron. Tossing it yeah, down on purpose. I know. Uh, yeah, I feel like it could be titled uh, Gotham City Titans at this yeah. point. Might as well. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I told Brian the other day, I, I, I like this show, but it has a fan film feel to it. You know, it's, it, has a, yeah, yeah. it has a feel that it was done by fans. It's not... It's not terrible. I, I actually kind of the first two episodes I really liked. I'll, I'll say that, I, even though it did feel fan filmish, I did like the story of the first two episodes. By the third episode, it gets a little sloppy. Uh, mm, okay. Um, I think I think they've moved this whole Jason Todd thing a little bit quick. Okay. They didn't, get, they didn't give it time to like you know him to be dead. Right. Well, spoilers. I mean, 
Jason Todd, like no one doesn't know this already, was well. That's why they have to go like they. I like I like how they they did this in the first episode of the series uh, for the third season. Um, he gets murdered, and by the second season, Red Hood's here. I mean, the second, second episode, episode Red, yeah. Red Hood's there, and you're like, okay, that was kind of fast. You know, they they didn't give me any type of mourning. You know, you didn't <laughs> right? Any type. Well, I think it's. I, mean, I think it, I'm. Uh, we haven't found out for sure, but I'm guessing it's because you know he took something. You know, Lazarus Pitteth type stuff right yeah, beforehand. Yeah, so, that. so know, it wasn't got, like they needed like to take the, his body and dip him in the Lazarus pit or whatever. I guess whatever high school chemistry book. <laughs> right. He's, he's a got, smart kid. Yeah, you know that he's uh, managed to create some type of compound that's uh, resurrects himself from the dead. I don't know. It was, well, see, I don't think it's. I don't know that it's necessarily that, but. Yeah, to your point, everybody knows that it's uh, Red Hood is Jason Todd. We yeah. knew Red Hood was coming. We knew Jason Todd was dead. Uh, it's it is weird the pacing of the first episode because it's like in the first like five minutes, Jason's dead. Right. Uh, by the uh, middle of the episode, all the Titans are in New York or in New <laughs> Gotham City. Right. Right. Uh, and they're browbeating Bruce about what a dick he is. Everybody uh, hates Bruce. Bruce. Bruce is already trying to recruit like Jason's replacement. Well, yeah, we saw a couple uh, of uh, call-outs there, a couple of Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. They make Bruce seem like a weirdo. Like he like they made Batman seem like the biggest creep, pedophile. Yeah, like yeah, it, it was. There was a super duper pedophile vibe in that. Like yeah. uh, like the whole thing. Like he's like stalking these other. You know, he, he, Kerry Kelly, he had, um, uh, he had, uh, Stephanie, uh, Duke, um, what's his name? Yeah, whatever. The, 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 the ends up being, uh, the, the signal. He had Stephanie Brown's spoiler. So, um, yeah, so it, it's like he had these files on these kids <laughs> on his laptop. It was, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. then you've got Barbara, who, who, like just eviscerates Bruce and, and browbeats him to death. Like at a, at a um, and uh, <laughs> next thing you know, uh, Bruce is standing there with the bloody crowbar, and he's he broke into Arkham and beat the Joker to death. I know you could almost say that she pushed him over the edge. Yeah, she almost like, pushed. And then, like in the next, so then Bruce is like, "I'm going away. I, I killed Joker. Be a better Batman than I am." And then he disappears, and boom, there's Red Robin. So over like a three day period, <laughs> you went from. Robin alive, Robin dead, Bruce murdering Joker, uh, the Titans moving to to Gotham, and Jason's already back. <laughs> three in a three day period. <laughs> they got to move quickly. Well, it's like I, a two episode period. Well, see, it's a two episode <laughs> period. Yeah, but it's but it's uh, but uh, just from like an actual time. It's uh, they, they didn't. By the time by the time Dick gets from San Francisco to Gotham, Bruce is already buried Jason. Yeah. He's got <laughs> no time like to no waste. Funeral for him. But um I think that what they're doing is uh it's gonna be chapters. I think the first half of the season is gonna be Red Hood, the second half of the season is gonna be Blackfire. Yeah. So I think you're gonna get like the Gotham stuff and then you're gonna get like sort of like the more cosmic y stuff. Um but I think that's why they're they're kind of rushing things. Well I wanna so. say Third episode was just plain awful. I mean, it was so stupid and so pointless. The, I mean, uh, go ahead and spoilers here. They they kill off Hawk in the, oh, yeah. in the third episode, and the way they do it is just so dumb. And uh, you know, one of my things was 
you know, it's it's an obvious trap that Jason has set for them. But, you know, no, I want the Titans to rob gold bars. I, I don't know who transports gold bars anymore, but evidently <laughs> they do. And so Dick goes, hey, I'll just wire you the money. I mean, you know, I'll just right. wire you the money. He's like, oh, no, no, you've got to, you've got to steal these gold bars. So I thought to myself, well, why don't they just go in with Barbara and make a deal with the gold bar people, I guess the bank. <laughs> right, just the yeah, set them up. And say, hey, I'll give you, I'll buy these gold bars from you because if they're going to pay, if they're going to pay him anyway, well, I'll just buy the gold bars and say they stole it and give it to them. Uh, it was just so, so stupid, so dumb. Yeah, and then uh, the whole thing with uh, Hank, uh, he basically, uh, he goes to try and bring uh, Jason in. Jason plays him and puts like a like a, a bomb in his chest. If they tamper with it, it'll blow up. Yeah, yeah, He's can, got, we, can we go back to the way he, he tricked them? He had to take off. It was weird <laughs> as fuck. Take off all your clothes. Right. Swim across the pool and jump in this nasty pool and swim. I was like, "Come, come on!" Man. The lady's got to get a little something out of this episode. Well, too. It, it, and it was weird. He, his, ex, his explanation for it was, "I want to make sure you're not wearing a wire." Right? Who right. the fuck cares if you're wearing a wire? It's like he's going back to the police. Plus, if he jumped in the pool, wouldn't that have taken out the wire? Right. Like, Just with his clothes on. on. Right. Yeah. So, so this goes on. So yeah, it was, that was that was a little odd. Uh, yeah, odd these Robins. Well, then, I don't know what to think uh, of them anymore. To PMR's point, you know, episode one you end with Red Red Hood, and episode two, in the first like three minutes of episode two, he gets his mask broken, and you see that it's Jason. Right. So like it was, uh, yeah. There there was no there was no stalling. There was no question. Can I, can I say we could use the whole time. <laughs> Oh god, it's so bad! In that third episode where where Jason's holding the the detonator and he's telling Bar- uh, Dub to shoot him, wouldn't have been great for Superboy who can you know fly really fast just to swoop in and just grab that detonator real quick before. That would have been a good plan. That would have been a good use for Superboy <laughs> instead of him trying to. They had Superboy building a, 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 a item to defuse the bomb, right? Because that's in Superboy's skill set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the only one that could do it fast enough. Well, so, uh, all that being said, I enjoy it. Like, yeah, I, it was, I enjoyed the season. I mean, it is a higher quality CW show. And maybe that kind of goes to Podman Ron. Your comment about it being a fan fan made film type thing to where it's like you know costumes look fine and all that kind of stuff and you know there's drama in it not quite as drama y as CW uh but uh yeah i mean it does feel like it's uh you know enough there to watch now if you get into more into characters that i care less about like blackfire or raven and all that stuff and eh, maybe i won't be but setting it in gotham and all that kind of stuff it's like yeah I, i'll go there i'll buy it i really didn't mind the whole death of, like i said the death of uh, death of the family storyline you know the death of jason todd it was it was done okay it's just they just rushed it i yeah. mean you know what's rushed it reminded me though of the weirdness of the comic book so, 
when, uh, you know, obviously death in the family, like uh, Joker beats him to death with a crowbar. There's the whole thing about his mom and her being, a, you know, a, a hooker and, and all that stuff. And he, he had to take him out to like Kandahak to kill him for some reason. He couldn't just do it in Gotham, which that, that was kind of weird uh, <laughs> right. in and of itself. But um, then when he came back, when when Jason Todd came back, they they went the most convoluted way of explaining how he came back, considering you've got Lazarus pits on the table, right? I mean, right. like it's not like Lazarus pits hadn't been around since you know the seventies. Uh, so you know, that's an established, you know, uh, a MacGuffin in the Batman universe and Raza Ghul and everything. So, but what he did was uh, the way they came back was uh, it was all tied back to the multiverse and and a Superboy Prime after Crisis had been uh, he didn't die he got put in like a pocket universe and like he he like pounded on the 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 wall of the pocket universe. And it created like ripples in the multiverse, and the ripple effect is what brought Jason Todd back. Hmm. Not a Lazarus. I don't think effect. I ever knew that. Okay. So, it, but it's it's such a right, bizarre right. way to bring him back, and and here it's like, could they uh, they could easily just say it's Talia, right? Yeah. I mean, they could. Yeah. It could be Talia. It could be Talia, and you could introduce Damien, right? If you wanted to. But uh, and I honestly, I kind of think that may be what they do, uh, at least hint at that it's Talia that brought him back. But uh, but yeah, the uh, we don't know how Jason's back. I assume it's going to be Lazarus Pit related. But the fact that the comic books went so far out of their way to not make it a Lazarus <laughs> right, right. Pit was also a bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. all right, well, so we'll see. We'll see, but I think you're right, Brian. That it feels like they are kind of doing a little bit of Gotham, and now we'll, after maybe the next episode or two more episodes, we'll be done with kind of that storyline. So that's why they're they're trying to rush through Red uh, Red Hood stuff and then get into what's going on with Raven and Starfire and Wonder Girl. Or yeah, whatever. because Donna Troy's gone. Raven has not shown up yet. Uh, we know we know this, the Fire Store Black Fire is coming back. Yeah, so something's going on with Starfire. She's having visions yeah. or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, just give us a Gotham show and that's okay too. Uh, but I guess that that would be like us saying, "What if? What if we had a Gotham show?" What a leeway! Uh, so that takes us over to a connection there. What if? Uh, overlooked by the Watcher, who is voiced by Jeffrey Wright, who is also Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie. So Correct. it's all again. There's only like ten actors in the universe, <laughs> you know, and these movies just keep cycling through the same ten or so. Uh, what if Podman Ryan, uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America? Um, it was good. I really enjoyed that. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else you'd like to elaborate on? I'm sorry, I was looking at something. No, uh, I love the art style. It kind of reminded me, and just just my opinion of the old Max Fleischer uh, Superman. Okay, a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the, the way the uh, the shadows and the you know the seemed darker and everything. I I, um, I like the story. Uh, I know it was quick; it was thirty minutes. Uh, uh, me and a uh, co-worker were discussing, you know, he can't, he was like, when did the Red Skull get 
a hold of the cosmic cube again. You know, it's like, you know, it's like we had it, the allies had it, but all of a sudden it just shows him with it. And, uh, so it was, it was what was powering the, uh, yeah, the, the Steve Rogers suit. So yeah, the Hydra smasher, which I, which, but they didn't really do, I, to me, they, they kind of did a poor job of kind of showing that, but it makes sense, but kind of did a poor job showing it. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Peggy Carter in this outfit in the live action MCU and, could be a possibility in like the Doctor Strange movie or like, hey. out of this outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so isn't she dating like Tom Cruise? Or yeah. No oh, issue. Uh, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was okay. Although I did admit that I still haven't finished it yet. It was a hard thirty minutes for me to to watch. I was really kind of bored in it. Yeah, um, I did. I, I thought it was a good thirty minutes. I, I thought it was quick. You know, they told a lot of story for 30 minutes. Right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what the What If comic book was also. I mean, you had What If comic books would cover, you know, 10 or 15 years worth of character history in, you know, an issue. And uh, so they, I thought they did a pretty good job of it. Now, if they're going to maintain this, I that might be crazy. Some of these stories seem a little outlandish. But. What if Black Panther were Star-Lord? That's, yeah. I think that's our next episode. That's, you know, I, I always like, and, and this kind of goes with the comic book too, I always liked the ones where it was just a small, like this last episode, where it was a small yeah. you know, little thing that happened that changed the course of time. I, and it made sense why why it happened and, and that it would change the course. I don't see, and I guess we'll find out Wednesday. Yeah. You know, what would have changed it where, you know, Black Panther would have became Star-Lord? I mean, that just doesn't seem... Doesn't seem like it would be quite as impactful if uh, if the Ravengers well, would have picked up T'Challa. Is that... Yeah, why, why did they pick him up? I mean... Yeah, we'll find make... out. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, and the comic book would do that sometimes. It would yeah. steer some really bizarre things, and it wasn't a... It wasn't a quick decision to get us there. It's like, okay, this is kind of... Yeah. What 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 if the Hulk was Conan the Barbarian type stuff? Right. Exactly. Stuff like that. Okay. Brian, your thoughts on what if? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was pretty action packed. I mean, uh, it went from like fight scene to fight scene to fight scene. It was there wasn't a lot of, uh, and you, with this setup, you didn't have to do a lot of explaining. Yeah, because it was just so, such a simple like. All right. Well, the serum's going to go bad. Steve's been shot in the gut, and she jumps in the she jumps in the. Uh, the, the you know the capsule the thing so mix. yeah so it, you know it, you didn't have to have a lot of setup you didn't have to have a lot a lot of explanation it was really just like this is Captain America um, the first Avenger uh, just uh, here's the scene here's how it's different here's that scene here's how it's different right. so there wasn't a, they didn't have to do a ton of exposition in the, in the and it was just good it was just alternate takes on everything but uh, uh, and then the I, I did like the Cthulhu, you know, kind of monster at the end coming through that, that vortex. And then that's instead of her getting, you know, encased in ice, that was why she was off the board for 70 years. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. There was a good, it was, uh, uh, it, it mirrored 
the original, but it was a good twist. It was a good, uh, a good, a good variation. All right. So I enjoyed it. Uh, the thing, the my biggest gripe about it is, and I know why, but still, it, it, this is this is that whole uh, the whole Hollywood. Uh, the viewers too stupid. They won't understand this later. But why in the hell they didn't call her Captain Britain? Oh. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like right, if he's right. Captain America and she's wearing the you know the British flag on her chest, why is right. she not Captain Britain? Because I know because there's a, a Captain Britain established right, right, in Marvel. Right. But we haven't seen him in in, in, in the movies yet, and that yeah, would obviously most be a, a don't cool. Know about it. Yeah, that'd be just a cool like you know kind of callback later. Oh wait, no, he's Captain Britain. Oh, that was that what if too? You know, like Peggy would have been Captain Captain Britain, but they kept calling her Captain Carter, right. and it's like. Why? Like, she doesn't have a code name other than, I don't know. Uh, that, that's, that was my biggest gripe about the whole damn thing is like, I kept waiting for them to say Captain Britain and then they, they kept calling her Captain Carter. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I guess the only thing you say is that she didn't, the reason they called him Captain America is because he did the USO shows. So, and she never mm. went through any type of USO shows where they would call her that. But I agree. I'd rather her have been called yeah. Captain Britain than Captain Carter. I thought that was kind of dumb. But but uh, I thought she looked cool, and I, I, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to see this character on, in a live action. I, I, will. I really dug it when she when she had the sword at the end. Like, that's even more Captain Britain. Yeah. You know, when she had a <laughs> shield in one arm and the, and the sword in, in, in her other hand. And, uh, but yeah, because yeah. Captain Britain had a sword. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I am... Uh, uh, that, that was my only real gripe. I enjoyed it, All but right. yeah, it's, some of these I, I think we're going to get in the weeds uh, pretty quickly on. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I mean, just, I just see what they do on Wednesdays with uh, with Black Panther to see how that turns out, and if if they're going to maintain the quality, or if they're just going to do stupid shit. Just do stupid shit. I guess would be stupid shit, but you know, yeah, probably could be wrong. Could be wrong. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And I will. I will try to finish that episode before the next yeah, one. Yeah, it's only starts. thirty minutes, right? I know. It just was very uninteresting to me. I'll, I will rewatch it. Pay attention, though. man. Can't be painting or doing bullshit work. I know. I know. I very rarely just sit and watch anything anymore. Um, so therefore, I just don't watch it. But we. I do. I did find a new website to look at. What you looking at? Brian, I know you've got one, and you were uh, almost seemingly going to usurp me on the Nestflix, Nestflix uh, website. I, I had put it down on the uh, rundown last week. Uh, Podman Ron, have you been to Nestflix.com yet to check it out? No, I have not. Is it good? It's pretty good. It's a new streaming service. So I know the last thing the world needs is a new streaming service. Uh, but if you go there... It's uh, it's uh, has a wide selection of movies that are actually movies from TV shows or other movies or whatever. So it's it's a fake thing that someone who had a lot of time on their hands created. Uh, so you would see something like under a spy or thriller, you might see Threat Level Midnight, and it has a poster art for it. And some things have trailers or so have descriptions of it and stuff like that. So any TV show or movie that you would have seen in a TV show or a movie is listed in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So like a like a Russian nesting doll, right? It's a movie within a movie <laughs> right. or a movie within a TV show. 
Uh, so they're not. It's not really a subscription service. Obviously, it's kind of a joke uh, website and everything. But it's set up to look like just like Netflix, uh, and it even has a couple of uh, uh, movies from Brian's beloved Last Action Hero in there. It does. It it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hamlet and Jack Slater one, two, three, four, and five, or oh. whatever type of stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's good stuff. So it's a good little time killer, Podman Ron. If you're sitting around, nothing to do, go on there and read the descriptions and everything, and I hope it brings a little bit of joy to your heart. You know, I'm trying to Google it right now, and I'm wondering if Netflix is like uh, Oh, is it not showing up? It. Yeah, I can't find it. Oh, wow. So, so everything automatically switches over to Netflix. You're kidding. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Okay, well. I think they've killed it. Try, you try, Brad. See if, uh... Oh, no, it's, it's Nestflix, N-E-S-T-F-L-I-X, dot fun. Dot fun. Dot okay. fun. Oh, dot fun. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, um, Simpsons stuff in here and things like that. Here's Forrest Gump 2, Gump Again. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good stuff in here. Thunder oh, Gun yeah, like 4, Maximum Fool. Yeah, Kick Puncher and then Kick Puncher kick 2. Puncher. Yeah, Satan's Alley from uh, um, Tropical Thunder. Tro- yeah, Simple Jack from Tropical Simple Thunder. Simple Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you went full. You never go full retard. And Fatty's, Fatty's Fart 2, uh, all of that stuff. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's a fun little thing that someone thought of that you're like, oh, I wish I would have thought about that and had, had oh, time to do all of that. Guess what? Nest Nestflix.fun. I think I, I think there's uh, like 300 mo- uh, like uh, movies on this thing, if I remember correctly. Pretty funny. So anyway, so that that's a good time suck of a of a thing to do while you're uh, while you're not watching What If, Brian. What do you have for us? I have started watching on Hulu, a Hulu original, uh, Reservation Dogs by uh, Taita Watiti. Uh, we know you love Tata Watiki. Uh, I do. And this is a sequel to Tarantino's movie? No. No. Instead what of, is this? Uh, and, yeah. Instead of uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, this is Reservation <laughs> Dogs. You had to think about it, didn't you? I had to think about it. <laughs> I couldn't think of it either. So, uh, uh, you, uh, it's it follows these kids that are that live on like a in, uh, on a reservation. I think like in Oklahoma, Oklahoma or Wyoming. Um, and it's like a little small community uh, that's uh, and uh, you know it's uh, there's a lot of the uh, um, uh, what was the the film the uh, New Zealand film he did uh, where the wild uh, wildlings yeah something like that yeah yeah it's it's a lot of that sort of energy in the movie or in the show uh, it kind of follows them their kind of antics uh, they they uh, the first episode they go and they steal like a, a chip truck. From a from that's making the delivery to a gas station, and they sell off the truck, and they keep the chips, and you see them selling chips all over town, and the the the, uh, the cop in the town is is a complete idiot. Um, but so it's it's that kind of it just just it's just funny. Is it a little uh, bit more the, comedy than drama? But a little bit of drama in there as well. A little bit of drama, okay. a little more comedy. One of their group. Yeah, ends up dying like uh, before the movie, and you don't know how how he died. But they're all they're all kind of like they're trying to save up money to get out of the town because yeah. uh, if they don't get out, they they feel like they're all going to get stuck there and 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 die there. 
but uh and but uh so that's why they're they're pulling their heists and stuff and then they decide like at the uh um to become vigilantes so they oh, decide okay. to kind of turn it and, and make and make the town better so that's uh so it's uh it's good it's uh it's enjoyable worth checking um out. worth checking out worth checking out so, all right podman ron are you uh looking at anything nowadays i am not not a thing nothing from you right. you're too busy been too busy so right. but I'll, I'll catch up. I'll catch up next week. All right. Very good. Uh, what uh, Other than Titans and What If, uh, what do we have out there for next week? Let's see. Well, Stargirl, we'll have to get caught up on, I guess. Uh, not a lot movie-wise. Yeah. Um, might be a good time for us to all finally break down and watch uh, Tomorrow War. I've, I've watched that. It is It's humorous. Unintentional humor, uh, but it, it's a fine uh, action movie. But it is pretty funny, especially when, right when you think it's the ends and you got thirty minutes left, you're like, God damn! Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we haven't done a have we done a uh, review of Free Guy? We have not. Oh, Free Guy, yeah. Yeah, I, but maybe uh, we can do one of those. Uh, maybe I can try to see it before our next gathering, and we can discuss it. Uh, it, it, I think it did fairly well, right? I heard uh, Suicide Squad only made like seven million at the box office. So. <sighs> poor, poor Alex. He's not going to be happy about this. He's not going to take this well. No. Uh, yeah, the I mean, twenty-eight point four. Uh, Free guy did. They're already talking about a sequel, and, and not to spoil anything, I already told PMR this. This is a movie where I feel like. It got a lift from uh, the whole Disney merger. Ah, okay. uh, I got a feeling this film would have, uh, you know, a lot of times you're in a movie and like the premise is strong and by, it falls apart by the time you get to the third act. Right. With this film, it's almost like uh, it, it kind of meanders for the first two acts and then really comes together strong in the third act. Oh, okay. So it's uh, it's interesting, uh, and, and 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 honestly, when you're watching, you're like, oh, you can almost pinpoint when Disney bought Fox. <laughs> while you're watching this movie wow so uh I'll, I'll put that out there but yeah it was it was enjoyable i'll uh we'll, we'll get more in depth uh next week yeah so well, well very good well until next time brian that uh, save it for the podcast